Hey, y'all, I'm Melanie Red, and I want to welcome you to Ordinary Women, Extraordinary God. We're part of the Love Worth Finding podcast network, and we are here to encourage you to laugh without fear of the future. Thank you for taking time to listen today. We are so blessed that you have chosen to join us. And before we begin, I want to share a podcast review from our friend, Reba Seeger. She says this, Melanie has a beautiful spirit and is such an encourager in always pointing us to Jesus. She gives scriptures showing how Jesus is the answer to every fear and anxious situation we find ourselves facing. I was so blessed by this podcast. Thank you. Reba, thank you. We so appreciate you. And listen, we would love to invite you to share a review as well. And if you do, we will happily share it with everyone on a future episode. So let's get started today. I have a story to share with you where I'm going to sort of tell off on myself. I mean, we always like that, right? When someone else admits to something they've done. Several years ago, I had the chance to walk with a couple of friends regularly at a local city park. It was beautiful. And we got in so many miles, walking and talking about life and solving the world's problems. My friends were always so much fun and super encouraging. It was just a really sweet time in our lives. However, during that same season of walking together, my husband and I were in the middle of the most challenging time we'd ever had financially. Since we're in full-time ministry, there can often be some of these challenging financial moments. And during this particular season, both of our children were in college, and our finances were super tight. For a good part of two years, we shared two cars with four drivers. So often, I didn't even have a car to drive. So one of my walking friends would typically swing by, pick me up, and take me with her to the park so we could all walk together. It was a fun and crazy and at times very humbling season in our lives. There's one particular day that stands out during that season. It's kind of a watershed moment for me. It was a gorgeous day, and we were enjoying a wonderful three-mile hike through the woods. However, at a certain point in our walk, the conversation got extremely hard for me. My friends had no idea how much we were struggling financially at that point in our lives, and I don't believe they were trying to be rude or careless. Instead, they were just talking about their lives and what was going on. They were talking about getting their nails done at a nail salon. And then they began to talk about decorating their homes and their second homes. They both have been able to purchase lake houses. My friends are both incredibly generous people, and God has blessed them greatly. However, here's the challenge. When you are not a person of wealth and your friends are, you are bound to have some of these situations. On that day, with the three of us walking side by side, I was right in the middle of the two of them. As they chatted on about the decorations and the things that they were spending money on, I began to get kind of frustrated on the inside. In that moment, on that walking trail, I began to struggle internally. I couldn't contribute to the conversation, and I really had nothing to add. And in that very moment, I faced an age-old challenge. I faced the challenge of envy. For just a few minutes on that day, I wanted what my friends had. Really, envy is just wanting what other people have that we don't have. And on that day, on that walk, I wanted to go get my nails done. And then I wanted to go purchase a lake house and decorate it and maybe add a boat or two. For the second half of that walk, I had an inner battle that my friends knew nothing about, and I don't think they do to this day. I felt sad. I felt mad. I felt jealous. I felt left out. They had no idea I was feeling all these things. It was going on on the inside. 
But as I was dropped off by my friend and walked through my front door, I had to deal with those crazy emotions. I had to talk over my jealousy and my envy with God. Those next few minutes were hard, but I believe God began to give me some incredible insights into how He works, and I'd like to share some of those simple insights with you, because you see, I think all of us have the opportunity to get jealous. All of us face moments where we're envious. All of us have seasons of our lives where we want the things that someone else has. It's human nature. So let's talk about today how to win over the envy that sometimes creeps into our lives. But before we do, I want to tell you our friends at Love Refining make this podcast possible. And Love Refining is supported by generous gifts from people who are blessed by our ministry. If you would like to help this ministry to grow and flourish, we'd like to invite you to get more involved. To discover more and join us in taking our ministry all over the world, I'll add a link in the show notes for you. Just click to learn more. And I want to thank you in advance for joining us. Now let's get back to the envy. <laughs> let's think a little bit about how we can win over envy. These are three perspectives that God has given me over the years that have helped me to not get so jealous and not feel so much envy. Because we're still in full-time ministry and someone's always going to have more and going to have something that we want. And likely, you have to deal with this too. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, love does not envy. And over the past few months, we've talked about the fact that love is patient and love is kind. And now we're going to think about some of the things that love is not. Love does not envy. Love does not covet what others have. Love does not lose its mind getting jealous over what someone else has that we want. So, how can we better handle that old green-eyed monster of jealousy when it rises up? We all have to face it sometimes, and it will keep coming after us. We can't avoid every interaction in life that might cause this or tempt us or lure us into envy. However, <laughs> we can get ready and be prepared to better handle the emotions that will certainly come. So I want to give you three ways to tame the jealousy and win over the envy when it comes calling on your life. And first, and this one's kind of tough, learn to be content where you are with what you have today. Learn to be content. Philippians 4, 11 through 13 puts it this way. Bible says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. We have to ask God to help us to learn to love our lives right now. Ask Him to give us great joy in our present circumstances, whatever they may be. Because until you and I learn to live in our lives right now and like our now, nothing else will satisfy. To be content is to be okay with where we are and with what we have. Now, let me give you an example of this because I know this is hard, but this is how we can do this. I read about a lady who really hated her apartment. She had old appliances and dingy walls and shag carpet. For the longest time, she was miserable and she hated her life and her living situation. And then one day, she felt like the Lord impressed on her heart to start thanking Him for her situation, for all that she had. She began to walk around that old dingy apartment and thank the Lord that she actually had appliances 
She thanked the Lord that she had furniture. (laughs) She thanked the Lord for giving her a warm bed to sleep in at night, for running water, for electricity, for a safe place to live, for food to eat. She says her attitude didn't change overnight, but very slowly she began to appreciate what she had instead of always wishing for something she didn't have. She became content with her little dingy, out-of-date apartment until it actually became a place that she loved. It was hers. She was comfortable. God was taking care of her. Listen, I don't know what you're wanting today that you don't have, but you and I can learn to be okay with where we are and what we have right now. Pastor Adrian Rogers once said, don't thank God by feeling, thank him by faith. So the first way to win over envy is to be content where you are right now. Here's a second thing you can do to win over envy and jealousy, and it's this. Realize that God has you exactly where he wants you to be right now. God is taking care of you. God has been good to you and me. He is being good to us. One of my favorite authors is a missionary named Elizabeth Elliot. She's been in heaven for a number of years, but she's a prolific author, and maybe you've read some of her books. She was actually a missionary whose husband was killed on the mission field by the very people that they served, and she stayed and continued to minister with her little baby daughter. And in one of her books, she talks about this idea that kept her on the mission field, and it's this. She said, God will take care of what concerns you. He will maintain your lot. And this word and this idea comes from Psalm 16:5, where the Bible says, O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. You guard all that is mine. Here's the basic idea of this scripture. God takes care of us as he sees fit. He gives us what he believes we need. Often we question him because we see what someone else has, but that's not our problem or our issue. Our issue is to take what comes from God's hands with grace and gratefulness. He will take care of us. He is taking care of us. Do you believe this? Even when it may not look like what you want or what you feel like it should be. It's a hard thing to think about accepting what comes from God's hand. Let me give you a great example of this in our own lives. Years ago, we had the opportunity (laughs) or the challenge to spend seven and a half years living in an apartment community. It was actually seminary housing for the college and seminary where my husband is a professor. And there were times during those seven and a half years that I was ready to be out of that apartment. Really, really ready. (laughs) Each time I walked around the gated area or I drove into the complex, as I was going to see friends that lived in homes with yards and pools and had such freedom, I felt like we were stuck in that apartment. And honestly, there were times I didn't feel like God was taking very good care of us. I just was disappointed in him. And yet, God left us there for seven and a half years. And we realized we were safe. It was a gated community. We were comfortable. We had really low bills to pay. We didn't have to worry about a yard to take care of. When something broke, we'd just call the maintenance staff and they'd fix it. And that apartment was located in a very convenient part of town. All in all, as I look back, I can tell you, those were actually some of the best years in our family's life. They were some of the best years in our marriage. They were some of the best years for our kids. Would we have chosen to stay in that apartment with our children all of those years? Probably not. 
But God always knows what is best. He knows what's best for my life, and he knows what's best for your life. It may not always look like it or feel like it, but we can trust our God. Pastor Adrian Rogers said this. He said, faith is not so much receiving from God what we want, but accepting from God what he gives. Faith is believing God in spite of appearances. I'm not sure what might cause you to envy today or what you don't like about your life, but I know that there can be all kinds of reasons for all kinds of women. You may be single and wish you were married. You may be married and really wishing you could get out of that marriage right now. You may be hoping to have a baby or have more children, or you may be really struggling with the children God has given you. Your envy may come over something to do with how beautiful someone else is or skinny someone else is. Your envy may come because someone's getting to take lots of trips or go to amazing places and you're not right now. You might even be envious of someone's home or car or job or life. We are all tempted at times to want what we think looks better in someone else's life. If we can begin to thank God and accept where he has us, we can find victory over envy. Now, I've got one more tip for you, and this is the third one and the last one. Idea number three, remember this. The reality is there are always two sides to that record. Now, I'm going to date myself. Do you remember those little records we would get as kids and teens? They were black and had a large hole in the middle. I'm holding one right now, making a little noise so you'll hear it. It's a 45. Do you remember these? And uh, some, somebody was just laughing. They said, it's a big CD. I was just talking to some girls in the office. But do you remember these on the front side? There would be side A. That's what they called it. And it would be the hit song. And I, the one I'm looking at right now is way long ago by a man named Donnie Osmond. It was called Go Away Little Girl. And it was one of my first 45s that I owned. And you would buy the record for the side A. But there was always a song on the other side. It was side B or B-roll. And it was typically a song no one knew and no one cared about. I played that record on the A side over and over and over on my 45 record player. And I didn't know what was on the other side till I actually bought <laughs> this little record on Amazon. And I turned it over so I could see because I never turned it to the other side, to the B side. I kept it on the side with the hit song because I liked side A. And you know, life is kind of like that. We see side A in most people's lives, but often we don't have the opportunity to flip over the little record and see what's on the other side of the album or side B. All of us have a side that everyone sees, and all of us have a side B that no one sees. Due to the craziness of social media and the internet, we basically and typically only see side A of people's lives. But do you know what? Everybody has a side B, and often side B is hard. I'm going to be honest and encourage you with the story that happened to me because I want to encourage you to be honest as well because it's so easy to let envy creep in and to think everybody else's life looks better because we're only seeing side A. So let me give you this example and it's recent. I was thinking about a friend that I went to college with and we reconnected not too long ago on social media and we actually text each other. She was one of my prayer partners and close friends in college and then we kind of lost connection and we found each other again. And she's a precious Christian and she married her college sweetheart and they have three grown children and all these beautiful grandchildren. And if you look at a picture of these people, they're all beautiful and amazing and successful. 
Her husband's very successful in his business, and they've done well financially. And she's often taking trips to their beach house. And and I, I will tell you, not long ago, I was looking at a picture of her family, and I actually found myself facing a little bit of envy. It came on me. I wasn't expecting it, but I, I looked at her posts, and, and I listened to her share, and I'd think, wow, her life looks so good. I'd like to have that beach house. <laughs> I'd like to start having some of those weddings and grandbabies. And it was just a little twinge of jealousy that came over me because I found myself wanting some of the things that she had that I didn't have yet. And it was like, ugh. I knew it when I felt it. And I think we've all been there. We face that little trigger. It's like a little bloom, a bud. This little bitty opening, we find ourselves thinking, oh, I'd really like to have that. (laughs) And for just a short season, I found myself just a tiny bit jealous of my beautiful college friend because side A of her record was stunning. And then a crazy thing happened. I got a text message from her that smacked me across the face. It was her side B. For you see, my beautiful college friend with all that wealth and success and that beautiful family and those grandbabies and weddings and all the gorgeous things she's experienced over the last few years, she was having a huge crisis in her life because the doctors had discovered that she had breast cancer and would immediately need a total mastectomy. I'll tell you, I was shocked. But very quickly in that moment, I was reminded no one gets through this life without both sides of the record. And often we only see the pretty side. But everyone has a hard side and a challenging side and a cancer side and a discouraging side and a difficulty side. So next time you're looking on Facebook or Instagram and you begin to feel a little twinge of envy, remember that everyone has got some stuff in their lives that hurts keeps them up at night, and challenges them to the core. It's not all roses ever. It's not all sunny skies and rainbows and butterflies for anyone, anytime, anywhere. Before I close, I will tell you, I've talked to my friend. She's had the surgery. She's doing well. They've gotten the cancer, but she's still dealing with all that could come in the future, and her life will never be the same. I don't know if you've been able to relate to what I've shared today, but I felt like God wanted me to share this and be really honest with you today. So I feel better. (laughs) And I want to tell you, we are all going to have opportunities to take walks like that day with my friends at the park. We're all going to have those moments where we feel like we're missing out or somebody's getting a better deal or a better hand than we are. There are always going to be people who have more and better and prettier and skinnier and smarter than we do. And there are going to be times where we don't think life is fair. But our love does not have to be envious. We can learn to love other people with grace and not jealousy. Honestly, my prayer is that I'll be able to follow the words of Romans 12, 15, where it says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. I want to unselfishly love other people and not be envious of what they have. So let me review these three simple steps for you and me today. These are things we can do to win when we're tempted to envy. First, we pray and ask God to help us to learn to love the life that we have right now. We can be grateful that we're safe and comfortable and have food and clothes and electricity. We can learn to be okay in our skin, our world, and our lives right now. Second, we can come to really believe that our God will take care of us and give us what's very best for us. We can trust that God has a perfect plan for our lives and that He will maintain what is ours. 
Pastor Adrian Rogers put it this way, faith is not so much receiving from God what we want, but accepting from God what he gives. And the third thing we can do is we can remember that there is a flip side, a side B in everybody's life. There's an A, the good, and there's a B, the challenging. Remember, just because you don't see side B doesn't mean their life is perfect. Somehow it helps to be reminded we all have happy and sad. No one gets through this life unscathed. When you and I begin to feel the little pangs of envy or jealousy coming on, let's talk to God about it right away. Just go ahead and talk it over with him. You'll feel better, and he's willing to step in and help. I love the lines from the old hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. So today, sisters, let's do that. Let's take our little envies and jealousies and challenges to the Lord in prayer. He's the only one that can help us through this. Now, before we go, could I ask one quick favor? Will you follow the podcast? Go to the little banner on the top right on iTunes and click it. You don't have to sign up. You just follow and you'll be notified of future episodes. On other podcast channels, you can follow or subscribe as well. In this way, every time a new podcast drops, you'll know it's happening. Remember today, we are ordinary women, but we are pursuing an extraordinary God. And He is crazy about you.